Welcome to the Orange County Catholic Radio Show on AM 1000 in Orange and San Diego counties and on AM 930 in Los Angeles County. Each week, we bring you compelling conversation with church leaders and laity, talking about the things going on in our diocese and discussing the important issues that impact the world around us. We're coming to you through the good offices of Relevant Radio from our studios on the campus of Christ Cathedral in Garden Grove, where Catholic faith is crystal clear. Here now to introduce our guest and today's topic is your host, Rick Howick. And welcome to Orange County Catholic Radio. With me today is Evelyn Garcia from Dynamic Catholic. Welcome, Evelyn. Hi, how are you? And well, I'm doing perfectly well, and God is with us all. And you at Dynamic Catholic are doing a lot of good things for God as well. Before we get into that... Evelyn, if you would be so kind as to lead us all in a word of prayer, I think we would all be grateful. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Holy Mary, Mary, Mother Mother of God, God, pray pray for for us sinners, sinners, now and at the hour of our death, death. amen. Amen. Our Lady, Queen of Peace, pray pray for us. In the name of the Father, Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Spirit. Amen. amen. And again, welcome, Evelyn. Evelyn is from Dynamic Catholic, which is involved with a a lay person named Matthew Kelly, who started this, founded this, and he does a lot of speaking on the side because he's also a finance guy. So I'm a tiny bit confused, but not, because I know that you're also a ministry that's in several dioceses. I know... You have an office here in the Diocese of Orange, so the Diocese of Orange likes you. And I know that you're involved in other dioceses. I know the Diocese of St. Louis, the Archdiocese of St. Louis, has your program. What's Dynamic Catholic all about? Dynamic Catholic is a wonderful ministry that um, our goal is to reignite the faith in people and help them rediscover the genius of Catholicism. Help them rediscover the genius of of Catholicism. That's an interesting term, genius, because it's often used. The most simplistic way it's looked at is a very, very smart person. But genius actually has to do with the inner core of someone, and it's their identity and their purpose and their integration at its highest level. So what do you mean by the genius of Catholicism? Well, God is a genius, the, the <laughs> ultimate genius. This is the church that he started through Jesus, and it's a wonderful, it is the religion. And so many Catholics, fallen away, lukewarm Catholics, kind of forgot what the church is about. And so we're here to try to reignite their interest, their love, their devotion to the church. So this is kind of an aspect of the new evangelization. Yes. Uh-huh. The idea of, of taking people who have been perhaps cradle Catholic, unlike me, I, I'm a convert, which means I chose this this all all by myself. Well, not all by myself, but I chose it instead of actually being born and forced into it. And I think there are some people who kind of look at their relationship with Catholicism as something they were forced into, and they kind of lose their interest somewhere around 13, 15, 17 where confirmation becomes a way out of the church. Right, right. <laughs> you know the old joke that the priest who wanted to get rid of these bats in his belfry yes. finally figured out how to do it. He brought all the bats down and baptized them, confirmed them. They haven't been back to the history yes. since. 
And Unfortunately, yeah. Your job is to bring all the bats back. Yes. So tell me a little bit then, how does Dynamic Catholic go about doing that? We have a few different programs. Um, one of them being the book program, where churches across the country will order books, 500, 1,000, 2,000, 5,000, and hand them out during Christmas and Easter. And these books are books that reach people. These books help people come back to the church. People who only go to church on Christmas and Easter receive a book by some friendly person who's handing it to them on the way into Mass or on the way out. And even if they don't read it right away, they will read it eventually. And then they want to read another one. Then they want to read another one. And they just start slowly coming back. And it's wonderful. So what are these books focused on? What are you, What's a typical book going to do, say, how is it going to be received? What are they going to get out of this? Matthew has a way. He happens to be my favorite author, but I'm telling you. <laughs> well, you've got bias too, but that's okay. <laughs> I love the guy. He has a way of writing and speaking that reaches people. He can connect with them. So a lot of times I would say... We are probably in the top 7% where we we go on and read more about the Catholic Church and read all these wonderful saints and just to learn more, right? But some people are not there yet, and they just need to be reached, and they just need to know that they're loved, and they just need to know that they're forgiven, and they need to know that there's a God there who loves them. And it's not about, as they're always saying, rules and regulations. It's about love. And they need to feel that somehow. And Matthew's got a way when he speaks and when he writes of bringing people, you know, just hitting them and bringing people back to the church. Now, tell me a little bit about Matthew Kelly, because he's not a priest. He's a lay person. Yes. And in fact, his full time job, what he does to, to actually sustain his home ministry called a family. He, yes. Is totally different than what you might think. He's a financial analyst of sorts. Uh-huh. What, what? Who is he? What does he do? And why is he doing it? I met Matthew about 24 years ago. I just saw this kid on a video. Back then, we had these things called videos. <laughs> you can't see it on no. the air, but she's running her fingers in the air as if they're going around in the cassette tapes. So, okay. So <laughs> yes, we remember those. Right, right. <laughs> so we used to do these retreats, and, and here's this Australian kid speaking in Ireland giving our whole retreat with no notes. And we were mesmerized. We're watching this saying, this guy is great. And I remember telling my young adult group, we ought to have him speak for us. And they said, uh-huh, sure. I said, well, look, he's Australian, and he's speaking in Ireland, so he travels. So little did I know that he had just come to the States to attend Steubenville. So uh, it so would, His background is Franciscan. Meaning yes. he went to the just to Franciscan University. Yes, okay. yes, and so as a matter of fact, Doctor Scott Hahn was here a few months ago. Yes. We were at lunch, and he was discussing how I love that guy. He was discussing how Matthew used to go to his house and listen to him, and he could tell that he was just soaking in everything that he said. And it was the look on on Doctor Scott Hahn's face was just so sweet. You know, I have an aside about Doctor Hahn. I I want to go to his his basement. 
apparently he's got this huge library down in the basement of all these different books. He's, he's, he keeps buying books. That's just one habit that he's got that I'm sure his wife wishes he didn't spend as much on. But I want to go browse. <laughs> anyway, so Scott Hahn was out here, and you you saw him again. And just He remembers Matthew oh, from the days when he dearly. was dearly, yes. So he's a solid Catholic, and what does he do? He's a financial analyst. Where doing what? And I don't want to give him a free advertisement, but what does he do? It's called Floyd Consulting, and he consults big businesses, okay. big name brand businesses. And he's so good at what he does. That's where his income. So his tent making ministry is yes. what he used to call for for what Saint Paul used to do. Saint Paul, of course, when he wasn't being supported by his local community, was making tents because that was the trade he learned as a boy. Uh, so Matthew Kelly works in the finance industry. But his way of giving back was to start Dynamic Catholic. From the time that I met him, and he was like 20, right? His whole mission was to bring people back to God. He wanted to bring people to God. It's one of my very favorite things about him. And he's really successful at that. So the thing is, in 24 years, I think I've had a whole bunch of different missions, all having to do with God in some way, somehow. But he's been so focused. And this guy who came here by himself, came from Australia to the United States by himself, has kept the focus. And because he has, and because he has worked so much, so many lives have been changed. I just love that because of all of his efforts and all of his work, people have come back to the church and people have loved God. Now, you said you've known him for about 24 years. Yes. So. How long had he been out in the United States when you first linked up with him, when you first got to know him? Probably about a year. Okay, so Almost very a year. Early on yeah, very early on. Had he already started the ministry that he's got now, or he was, was he thinking yeah, about he it? He was or? just speaking here and there, so, okay. so I had him come out for the weekend. He was a parish speaker then? Yes. Okay, there were a lot yes. of us that were out there. And he's one of the ones who was able to then move on. He didn't make a career out of it, so to speak. Right. But he did make a ministry out of it. Yes, because as you know, there's not a lot of cash flow in ministry. No. You know. You don't go into ministry to get rich. Right. Well, there are some who do, but we wouldn't call that necessarily ministry, and that's a whole other topic. Right. Time. Yeah. Right. You know, but it's interesting. The first weekend that I, I had him out here, he asked me to bring him here to this campus. Wow. And that was before that was when he, he was at 20. As yeah. A Catholic, but it wasn't even a Catholic. No, it was a Protestant church. I grew up here. You know, my dad was yeah. born and raised here, sure. my mom too. So, I, I did too. I remember when they were, I was a kid when they were building this, right. were making donations for, you were buying panes of glass. Right. <laughs> for the yeah. big Crystal Cathedral. So when, when he came, the Crystal Cathedral was already finished and he just uh -huh. wanted to see it. Okay. Never in a million years did I think I would ever be working for him here. At the Crystal Cathedral. Right. See, what people don't realize when they come on the campus, um, where I am right now, where, where we are broadcasting, is a very tall, narrow tower with a great big cross on top, and it is literally next to the Crystal Cathedral. So we're, this is the offices for the parish, and going the opposite direction from the Crystal Cathedral, there are several other buildings that come out, including what used to be the gathering center for for uh, Robert Schuller's ministries before he built the Crystal Cathedral. And so that whole complex is right here, and you're working at it. Amazing. So cool. We're in the process of not only opening up formally for us to start having mass in the Christ Cathedral. Christ Cathedral. Uh -huh. But what the former Crystal Cathedral now turned fully into Christ Cathedral. But 
it's going to continue then to expand. They're bringing the organ out soon. It'll be installed. And, and when that comes, I'm excited because they have that ready to be fitted for the, the entire place. So now you're working here and you've got an office upstairs that has uh, Dynamic Catholic. And amongst the things that I know you do, Evelyn, is not only promote Matthew Kelly's books to a number of different locations and his programs, you also do pilgrimages. And when we come back, I want to make sure we've had a chance then to talk about some of those pilgrimages and what has what you do with that, because you've been doing this for a number of years. Yes. Do you have any that are coming up? Yes. As a matter of fact, at the end of this month, I will be going to Lisbon because we have a pilgrimage from Fatima to Lourdes. That would be exciting to talk. Have you have you been on that one before? I've been to Fatima several times with Matthew before. I've been to Lourdes several times, but I've never done this exact pilgrimage. This will be interesting. You're going to have to tell us all about it. So when we come back, we're going to be talking more with Evelyn Garcia, who is involved with Dynamic Catholic. And Dynamic Catholic was started by Matthew Kelly, who has ministries that are primarily evangelization and catechesis. So, so preaching and teaching to Catholics who need to have their flame rekindled. And Matthew Kelly does a great job doing that. You're listening to Orange County Catholic Radio. I'm Rick Howick, your host, and we will be right back. from Trending with Timory. On the show this week is Father Tim Grumbach, and we're talking about rejection and fear and the need to speak up on some really tough issues. We actually get into a battle in the UK, both over forcing a young girl to have an abortion and killing a young man against his will and some others. Coming up, join us for that and more on Trending this Sunday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, here on Relevant Radio. This is John Romero, the music director of Christ Cathedral in Garden Grove, and we have a spectacular repeat performance of the Libra Boy Choir from London, Tuesday night, August 6th at 7.30 p.m. And this boy choir, ages 7 through 16, is like no other you've ever heard. Last year's performance was completely sold out. Get your tickets early. Christ Cathedral Concerts, great music in a sacred place. For tickets, visit ChristCathedralMusic.org. Welcome back to Orange County Catholic Radio. I'm Rick Howick, your host, and with me today is Evelyn Garcia, who is with Dynamic Catholic. What's your position at Dynamic Catholic? I am called, yeah, Pilgrimage Coordinator. You are Pilgrimage Coordinator. Yes. Well, it just so happens during the segment, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the pilgrimages, because Dynamic Catholic, it's not just about books and programs to sell to churches. It's also about getting people acquainted with what really happened in the settings in which it happened. Yes. To get people's eyes opened in the environment where Christ walked, where the apostles preached, where the early church happened. So tell me a little bit about how did this ministry get expanded into pilgrimages and what kinds of pilgrimages you're involved with? In Matthew's early years, he used to do uh, a lot of pilgrimages to Fatima. So I went with him every time he went to Fatima. And pilgrimages have always been my thing because I love to travel, but I also love daily mass. And if I travel in a pilgrimage, I get daily mass. There you go. And so that is why if I travel, it's always in a pilgrimage. 
unless we have a priest coming with us, you know, <laughs> who will give us daily mass. So Matthew does things right. And whenever he had a group of people going, let's say to Fatima, I'd sign up right away. So then fast forward to when the diocese bought this campus here, mm-hmm. the bishop asked Matthew to have a dynamic Catholic office here. And Matthew was thinking, what am I going to do with an office in California? And somebody said, put Evan there because I live down the street. Mm-hmm. He said, great idea and took the office. And then they called me and let me know, you know, do you want to work? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'll work. So at that same time, Matthew had another pilgrimage going on to Italy. So I immediately signed up and then he called and said, I know you're going on pilgrimage. I know you like it to be a retreat, but could you help me out? And I said, well, that's why I'm going. I'm going to help you out. Because for the last few pilgrimages, I would just help him out okay, wherever. Yeah. And so we were in Italy. You're one of these people who does a lot of grease and glue. Grease you, and glue. <laughs> grease and glue. I, yeah, it's, it's, it's the term that's used. A, a, I've heard it used a lot in, in education where you've got, there's always somebody on staff who fills in, makes sure things happen, Make sure that, that 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 everyone is smooth. That's where the the grease comes in, or everything sticks together. That's where the glue comes in, and it, it takes that person to make sure it all just happens. Grease and glue. You're you're kind of one of those grease and glue people. Yeah, kind of yeah. greasy, kind of. Gluey. Well, no, not that. No, one. Just kidding. <laughs> but you make sure that things happen, and so it doesn't shock me that after your third pilgrimage, is your start. Yeah. You're going to start feeling good where the, there's a need. If there's a need, fill a need. Yeah, so <laughs> Matthew and I were stand, at the end of the Italy pilgrimage. We're standing in front of the cathedral in Assisi, and Matthew says, we're going to have to have more of these, and you need to go on all of them. And then he looked at me seriously and said, do you mind? <laughs> I was like, do I mind? And I said, uh, no, no, that's quite all right. Yeah, I'll do that. And so he said, okay, that'll be your job. And I just, <laughs> that'll be my job. Well, this is so, okay. Catholics, I found, have real difficulty imagining themselves doing what you're doing. Protestants have been doing this for decades. So the idea of there's lay ministry or there's lay, what do you want to call it? It's not lay business because it's not really a business, but that laity would be involved in doing ministry and empowering ministry, whether they're priests or not, or, or sisters or not. They're still Catholics, and they're doing it. Well, Protestants would do that, but Catholics don't see that. All ministry is supposed to be done with a priest. No, the lay apostolate is where we are are supposed to be. We're supposed to be involved with radio stations like we're doing here, like with pilgrimage centers, like with book writing, like with evangelizing anywhere we find ourselves. So you finally got yourself a little more comfortable with the idea that you might do this. It was great because I have always done ministry after work. So I'd work yeah. and then I would do my ministry spheres. right yeah. after work or on the weekend. Anything Matthew needed for like 20 years. And when he was going to be on the West Coast, I would say, just let me know. I would do it. But it was or retreats. It was always after work or on the weekend. And now this was going to be my job. I couldn't believe it. So we would just send out an email and pretty much sell out for our pilgrimages, and that's what we do. So we go to Italy, Rome, and Assisi, spend half the time in Rome, half the time in Assisi. We go to the Holy Land. We go, like what I was telling you about Marian shrines, we'll be going from Fatima to Lourdes through Spain. July 31st is when I leave for that one. And then we do the Camino in Spain, and that one sells out in an hour. 
What's the Camino? I mean, the word Camino means a highway. What's the Camino? The Camino is in Spain. It's it's the road to Santiago. Okay. And um, St. James. Yes, yeah, St. James. So we do the last 100K because that is the, the least amount you can do to get the certificate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so a lot of people start in Saria. That's where we start. And walk the rest of the way to Santiago. Wow. So it's a phenomenal <laughs> pilgrimage. We try to add more because, like I said, they sell out in an hour. And one of the best things about our pilgrimages, besides the great accommodation, the great restaurants, the great guides, we have the best. We have the best of everything. We have the best pilgrims, period. And any pilgrim who's ever been on knows exactly what I'm saying because you're surrounded by these people who are completely awesome. And anytime I see alumni, which we have a lot of alumni pilgrims, a lot, I'm so happy. I was a teacher before, and I would be so sad when my students left. But when one would come back to visit me, I'd be so happy. I knew there was a reason why I liked you. You were a teacher. okay? <laughs> Public school we'll, teacher. We'll come back to that okay, in a little bit. Right. That's its own ministry. But go ahead. Yes. Yeah, so it is such a joy to travel with these People, most of them like-minded, involved, Catholics, hard-working people. It's wonderful. I get to hear their stories. How many people are on these usually? Are you Four. talking 5,000 people are going to be with you? You're no, so about 4,500. No, just kidding. <laughs> no, we, we cap it at 120, Okay, which seems like a lot, but we divide it into, let's say we usually have about 100. So we'll divide it into three groups, okay. and each group has its own luxurious 55, you know, Mercedes-Benz bus, big bus, beautiful. And there are no more than 40 people, usually about 33, 35 people on each bus. And each bus has its own priest. Each bus has its own guide. And they travel independently. So we're not landing at one place with 100, 120 people. Now, the priests that go along with this, is this... How does that work? Do you, do they, they're not, are they there as fellow travelers or are they there as guides or are they there as spiritual directors? And then are they, uh, is there like an exchange there? You'll, you'll, you'll give them a discount or a comp their ticket if they'll also act as a priest while they're there. So everyone gets mass or how does that work? We look for dynamic priests and we have them all over the country. There are some very good priests. Oh my goodness. They're beautiful. So we have these wonderful priests. You know, they don't have to pay for the for the okay. pilgrimage at all. all right. And they but offer, by the way, Father, would you also that open bass for us? Yes. So <laughs> they get to come celebrate in these beautiful cathedrals, basilicas around the world. And um, it's just really great. And but they also hear confession and, you know, see, this is where a lot of people don't understand. This is this is not a business. This no, is a ministry. it's definitely a ministry. And we were talking beforehand that you're company so to speak is actually a charity and it's a it's, it's one that you if you donate to you would be able to take a tax write-off because it is a, a full nonprofit. absolutely so this ministry that you're involved with while you charge for people to go it's essentially to empower the ministry to break even and pay salaries for those who like yourself who draw a salary i'm sure still have to be able to support themselves. So yes. Uh, you're not going to get rich off this, but you are empowering people in ministry. So you have a priest and you have places and you've got 
sacraments and you've got experiences. Yes, beautiful experiences. So tell me, what was your first, <laughs> your first pilgrimage with Matthew Kelly? What stood out from that? What got you hooked? The first pilgrimage I ever went on with Matthew, which was over 20 years ago, was to Fatima. And Fatima is amazing, right? The rosary processions at night, adoration. It's very um, contemplative. Okay, so most people have heard of Fatima. Not everyone knows where it's at. It's in Portugal. It's in Portugal. Uh-huh. So, and it took place right around World War I. Uh-huh, 1917. Uh-huh. And so the world was at war, but it was the process of, of not winding down, but reaching exhaustion, I think, is a better way of yes. putting it. And Mary appeared to these three children that were there. And yes. And been going ever since to Fatima as a pilgrimage site. And we, we just hit the 100 year at Fatima yes. in 2017. So you were on this trip to Fatima. What stood out to you? What got you hooked on pilgrimages with Matthew? He always picks the right accommodations. He makes things very comfortable. Everything is very fair. What about you? What did you experience? What did I experience? I loved seeing hundreds of thousands of people praying the rosary in different languages. Oh, wow. I love seeing the people that he drew in every pilgrimage, and it's still true to this day. He has, you know, from a two-year-old to a 92-year-old. And everything in between. People from all walks of life and all great people. Every time I go, every time I went on a pilgrimage with Matthew, I knew I was going to be meeting friends for life there. And I, and I have friends all over the country because of the pilgrimages. And you just can't trade, you can't find that anywhere else. For anybody who's ever been to a major event for the Catholic Church, to see all these other Catholics that you've never known before, but they're all doing the same thing yes. you are because everyone knows this. This is the this is the mass or this is the rosary. They may be doing it in their own language, but they're doing the same thing that you are. You know where you are in the mass. You yes. may not know everything that's being said in in the local vernacular, but you know what would have been said in your language and and you're there and you're it is an experience of the one. You know, we talk in this country one of our mottos e pluribus unum out of many one. That really is a description of the Catholic Church, and it is, as you put it, it is so apparent when you're on pilgrimage to see all these different groups of people, different types of people becoming one. And it's almost a, it's like a breather for the people that are there, because when they are on pilgrimage, they're surrounded by other, most of the time, practicing Catholics. There's always one or two percent who are not. But they will be. <laughs> but they will be very soon. They always return. They always return. So they don't have to explain, you know, no, we do not worship Mary. No, okay, this is the sign of the cross. You don't have to keep explaining things because you're surrounded by people who are already there with you. Wow. It's such a break. I want to come back to what uh, is going on for pilgrimages a little bit later on. When we come back this next segment, though, I want to talk a little bit about the books that he has, his programs and why they're making a difference in the lives of so many Catholics. You're listening to Orange County Catholic Radio. I'm Rick Howick, your host. With me today is Evelyn Garcia, who is with Dynamic Catholic, which is an organization that was founded by Matthew Kelly 20-plus years ago. Matthew Kelly being a layperson, like all, like most of us, who also wanted to make sure he made a, a place in his life that's focused on ministry, and Dynamic Catholic was his solution to that. He has his own job as a financial guy. But he also does this ministry, and it is making impacts in several dioceses. The Diocese of Orange is one of them. 
When we come back, we're going to continue talking to Evelyn, and this time we're going to talk a little bit about what Matthew has, four major points that Matthew has about empowering Catholics. And we will be right back. The passing of a loved one is a difficult and often sorrowful step in life's journey. The helpful and supportive staff at the Cathedral Memorial Garden Cemetery, located on the 34-acre iconic Christ Cathedral campus, are here to assist you and your family through this transition, offering a central location, serene garden-like grounds, majestic fountains, and a dramatic statuary, all set within the beautiful Christ Cathedral campus. For more information, please visit memorialgardens.christcathedralcalifornia.org or contact 714-489-6102. This is John Romeri, music director at Christ Cathedral, and I'm inviting you to the very first concert in our new cathedral. It is Sunday, July 21st at 3 p.m., and it is the incredible boys choir from the London Oratory School conducted by Charles Cole. The first half of their concert is great music from the Spanish Renaissance and the second half from Tudor England. Do not miss it. Christ Cathedral Concerts, great music in a sacred place. For tickets, visit ChristCathedralMusic.org. And welcome back to Orange County Catholic Radio, coming to you high atop the Tower of Hope on the beautiful campus of Christ Cathedral, where Catholic faith is crystal clear. With me today is Evelyn Garcia, who is from Dynamic Catholic, which is one of the many organizations that we have an office house here in the Tower of Hope, which is a ministry of the parish here at the at Christ Cathedral. And while Dynamic Catholic isn't a direct ministry of the parish, this office building houses it on behalf of the diocese in order to make it something that is empowered in the Diocese of Orange. And so with that in mind, Matthew Kelly is the founder of this. He's a layman, and he's actually a financial anal- analyst. He's not even in the state. He's in Cincinnati. We were yes. saying, uh-huh. when you spell Cincinnati, it starts CIA, and there's no sin in Cincinnati. No sin. But they got great chili. It's a different type of chili. And Grater's ice cream. Uh-huh. Have you ever have you ever had Cincinnati chili? Yes, I have. Okay. Skyline. It's uh, spaghetti noodles or something like that with lots of onion on top. But anyway, there's Chicago dogs too. It's a whole other thing. The spaghetti the, the spaghetti chili at Cincinnati is better. But back to this. Okay. He's not even here. He's in Ohio. He's in Ohio. Yeah. We were talking about pilgrimages because part of what Dynamic Catholic does is immerse people into the experience of the faith. This is about a real man named Jesus Christ who yes. happened to also be God. Mm-hmm. And he lived with us and walked with us and talked with us and taught us. We killed him as a people. And yes. he rose from the dead anyway, just Praise despite us. Well, mm-hmm. not just despite us. To actually make a point. And the point was, I can save you. Here's the down payment on that. Now, what are you going to do f- about it? Are you going to turn your life over or not? And if you turn your life over, let's do it enthusiastically. And that's where we have a rub, because a lot of people are then born into the faith and get bored. I have to be a Catholic, really? Well, those of us who are converts say, really? Yeah, it's exciting and good. But for others who are just here in the faith, it can sometimes become just the faith. It's what you do on Sunday, maybe. And Matthew Kelly's call was, part of his call, is to re-empower Catholics. So we were talking about how pilgrimages can do that, he also has his book ministry, and he's he's got a program that identifies four major marks of uh, a of a dynamic Catholic. Let's talk a little bit about sure what you're going to experience if you do anything with Matthew Kelly's programs. Uh, the four signs of a dynamic Catholic, which is a really phenomenal book, by the way, are prayer, 
a dynamic Catholic will have some sort of routine of prayer. It's also um, study. A dynamic Catholic will study the church, study, you know, like we yeah, were talking about. I'm doing about good so far. Person. I pray, I study. Go okay, ahead. good. And then generosity. Dynamic Catholics are <sighs> I'm very a generous. person. <laughs> oh, yes. Generous in, in time, talent, money, you know. They're willing to stay and talk. Yes. And, and give of themselves. Okay. Yes. Generosity is a different thing. We're not just talking money. No. We're talking about time, talent, and treasure. Oh, yeah. You, you'll see a lot of those people in the parish. They just keep giving and giving. You grease know. and glue. There grease we and go. glue. <laughs> the grease and glue people. And then evangelization. And Those who want to bring people into this wonderful faith of ours. Yes. And so Matthew discovered if you hand somebody a book, you hand somebody a, a CD, and they listen to it, especially if they listen to one of his, I'm just saying, yeah, yeah. they'll come back. They will come back. A, a very good friend of mine, and I've been involved with them for a long time with St. Joseph Radio. Their founder is Lou Cortese, and she's famous for walking around. She will always, always have several DVDs or CDs. And if she meets you and just has a quick conversation with you, if she senses that you may in any way need a, a pep talk, she'll hand you one of these. And she's always gotten the handout. Every day she hands out dozens of them. Great evangelization. That is, is something. People will just plug them in. Well, Matthew does something very similar, but he does it with books. And he's not the one that physically hands them out, though I assume he probably has some in his office in Cincinnati. He probably hands Might out. have a couple, yeah. But he empowers parishes to do this. So how does this work? He charges $25 a book and you hand him out. No, he, he doesn't. He's not gouging. No, as a matter of fact, it's not. The only reason we can keep this book program going is because our phenomenal ambassadors. Because if you think about it, let's say we send thousands, hundreds of thousands of books to California from Cincinnati, and the churches can buy them for $2. Sometimes there's a sale for $1 wow. and no shipping. So they're wow. coming to the churches, and they'll get all of these books, and they pass them out. And I've been to so many churches here with such awesome, the grease and glue people yeah. who will, if the church can't afford it, they pitch in, yeah. and they raise the money for it, and then they hand out the books to everybody. And I've so, had books for $1,000. Now, there's a, yeah. there's a bargain. Is that amazing? Yeah. So, But it's always like that. If you buy six books from Dynamic Catholic, you can get... the Six for $18 and no shipping. Wow. So it's not a matter of when we sell books like that, it's not really a great way of bringing cash. No. no, people don't understand that when you pay to have something printed, and these books are, what, 150 pages roughly? At least. Most of uh-huh. You're not making any money off it because they are, you have to pay to have them printed. Right. And so by the time you're done, you're probably taking a bath on this. At least. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. So that's why you're able to do this. This is... This is a, again, part of the ministry. So going back to these books then, the books then, how did Matthew get involved with, with this book writing? He was a speaker and people liked what he had to say? or He started writing books early on. So he wrote a few small books. His first, I would say, large book is um, Call to Joy, which is his story. Then he went to Rhythm of Life and Rediscovering Catholicism. And it, he's written several books. All of them are really great. I have read all of them okay. more than a few times. And they're just so inspiring. And whenever and whenever I hand a book to somebody, people are very excited about it. They'll say, I love this book. I really love this book. And he, he just keeps writing, and he keeps bringing people in. So what does he say about these four marks of a dynamic Catholic? He did a study. He studied everybody. He, he did a survey 
He's really so great. he's not just saying this is my general opinion. No, no, no. This is what he sees from a from an academic perspective, looking at what are commonalities to people who actually take their faith seriously. And he came up with these four. He abs- yeah, he he studied I don't know how many people probably in the book, but he studied them, he interviewed them, he asked questions, and this is what he found out. These are the signs of a dynamic Catholic. And also that, you know, in the world out here, it's usually 80-20, 20% of the people doing the work for 80. Right. In the church, it's 93-7. It's 7% of the people doing the work for the other 93. And he's saying if we can just increase it by 1%, let's say, now we have 8%. How about the next year? Another 1%. Now we have 9%. And just by how do we create the dynamic Catholics? What are the characteristics? How can we get them to become more prayerful? So this becomes a question for me, because I, I do look at academics from time to time. The cart before the horse or the horse before the cart, does practicing these four make you a dynamic Catholic, or is your love for Christ what drives you into practicing these four? You follow where I'm going yes, with that? Yes. Uh-huh. Which is causal and which is just a result? I think you, you're reading the book, and then you have a love for Christ. When you have that love for Christ, you want to learn more about him. As you're learning more about him, you know, you're talking to him more, you're praying, you're studying about him, and you are becoming a more generous soul. And you want to tell people about him. So I think the love for Christ begins everything. So when we look at Matthew, the very end of Matthew with the Great Commission, one of the elements of that, because he, he says you're supposed to preach to everyone and baptize them, but he also says to teach them. And the first thing that he says, though, is to make disciples. Of mm-hmm. and a disciple is someone who falls in love with their teacher. Right. And that falling in love with Christ is what this is about. And then these are avenues to pursue in order to enhance. You want to really make the most out of this love you have for Christ. These are the four routes you need to start looking at developing. Is that where he goes with this? He does, but he also noticed that the churches didn't have world-class resources. There were many different programs for First Communion, for Confirmation, for Marriage Prep. So not only did he want to develop world-class resources, he wanted them to be available to everybody. So although we have these phenomenal programs, if you ever go to dynamiccatholic.com under free resources, you can get all of those programs without paying a dime. All of those programs are available to everybody in the English-speaking world and Spanish for free. Everything, the guides, the teacher guides, everything is available there. You can order the guides through us if you want. But for churches who can't afford it, churches who don't have a budget, churches that are going under, all they need to do is access it on their computer. And send a note saying, we can't afford to pay this, but we'd like it anyway. No, it, it's on. It's online. They don't have to send a note. Oh, it's all online. It's all online for free. Okay, so you've got everything up there. You can get an electronic version of it all. Yes. Wow. Yes. That's really cool. Because so. that's Matthew. Matthew's a very, very generous guy. He's always been generous. Yeah. He's always been a very giving person. Yeah, it's just his nature. He's, so if you want a physical copy of this thing, other than maybe pushing print on your, on, right. on your computer... You can order it from you guys. It would probably be cheaper to order from you guys than just Absolutely. To, to print it off of you your know, computer. You know, our first communion books, are they're a work of art. Every page is beautiful. The 
children can't believe that they get to keep the book. I taught catechism for like 25 years. If one of my confirmation kids lost their book, they had to pay $25 to replace that book. Well, these beautiful, thick, awesome-looking books are only $4 each. So then it doesn't matter if you order 20 or if you order 200. Four ninety five. Something. Check me on that. Yeah, but it's it's not expensive at all to buy them. But even for the churches who cannot afford to buy them, if they can just hook up their computer to a screen, they can be showing. Fantastic. Yeah, that is great. So the book ministry then really is both an evangelistic. Yes, absolutely. but also a catechetical ministry. Yes. So when we're talking evangelistic, we're saying people can be introduced to Christ. Most of the people that you're talking to, though, are people who've already had an experience with Christ which I think is the majority of people that we run into in the United States, even, quote, non-Christians, unquote, often have been acquainted with who Jesus is because he's part of the conversation in the United States. So you're going to be introducing them again to someone that they may have only been partially introduced to, and Matthew has a way of conveying the love of Christ that's there. He's got it's, It's a gift that he has because I think when people leave God, leave the church, it's because they really never knew him to begin with. If they knew what the Catholic Church was about, they would never leave. If they understood the Eucharist, they would never leave. If they understood Jesus, God, his love for them, they would never leave. So this is just waking them up. You're listening to Orange County Catholic Radio, and with me today is Evelyn Garcia from Dynamic Catholic. And we've been talking about the ministry of Dynamic Catholic, which we have an office housed here in the Diocese of Orange, but it's in many different dioceses. We have some of their programs active in our in our diocese here. I know the Archdiocese of St. Louis, uh, for example, has an extensive program that they're working with. That was just covered not that long ago in the Catholic Register. I know that Dynamic Catholic has been deeply involved in the evangelization pr- process through books, but also through their uh, travel ministry. When we come back, I want to talk about what opportunities they have. You mentioned a website. I also want to talk about specific upcoming events and, and pilgrimages that people may be interested in. Okay. You're listening to Orange County Catholic Radio, and we will be right back. This is John Romero, the music director of Christ Cathedral in Garden Grove, and we have a spectacular repeat performance of the Libra Boy Choir from London, Tuesday night, August 6th at 7.30 p.m. And this boy choir, ages 7 through 16, is like no other you've ever heard. Last year's performance was completely sold out. Get your tickets early. Christ Cathedral Concerts, great music in a sacred place. For tickets, visit ChristCathedralMusic.org. On August 10th, you're invited to St. Joachim Church in Costa Mesa for a Divine Mercy Conference. Join Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry for a day of renewal. Speakers include Deacon Steve Greco, Father Tim Peters, Dr. Elizabeth Kim, and Evangelist Alexis Walkenstein. Charismas Music Ministry will lead us in song, and lunch is included with your registration. Join us on Saturday morning, August the 10th, at St. Joachim Catholic Church in Costa Mesa. Register online at spiritfilledhearts.org. That's spiritfilledhearts.org. Welcome back to Orange County Catholic Radio. I'm Rick Howick, your host. Before I go any further, I want to take a moment to thank you, Evelyn, for being here. We have Evelyn Garcia here from Dynamic Catholic, and she's been gracing us with why she came out of retirement to work for Matthew Kelly in this brand new office that was put in here a few years ago 
because she loves this program and, and, and loves what he does. Thank you for coming on and sharing Thank this. Thank you for asking today. me. I'm glad you were able to, to come in. We've been talking about a couple of different aspects of what he does and what the program is and what Dynamic Catholic does. And again, this is a lay apostolate. This is a, a, all done by laity, except for on the pilgrimages, most of the companies that work with you will give a free trip after so many. And yes. that's where you start making these available to like priests. Yes, absolutely. Like the priests. Uh-huh. So if people are interested in their pilgrimages, they can get the, the book material really cheaply. Yes. The pilgrimages do cost. How much does it cost to go on an average? I would say on average, it's probably about $5,000. Okay. But when you pay $5,000, it includes the flight, the hotel, most of the time, three meals a day. I'd say 95% of the time, three meals a day, the tips, the taxes, everything. So once you pay that, everything is covered and in a great way. Like when we go to the Holy Land and we're staying in Jerusalem, we're staying at the Notre Dame, which is the only hotel owned by the Vatican in Jerusalem. And that's where three popes have stayed. And it's right across the street from the Holy Sepulcher. And it's just amazing. It's a beautiful place, has a chapel with the Blessed Sacrament there. It's just amazing. So very cool. Beautiful places. What's coming up? What, you mentioned that you've got a trip coming up. What's going on? We're going to from Fatima to Lords. The pilgrimage actually begins on August first, and then we have Italy coming up in November with Dr. Alan Hunt, who helps us out at Dynamic Catholic, and that's going to be pretty phenomenal. And I think we have a few more spaces left there. We have two pilgrimages to the Holy Land coming up, one in December, one in February, and both of those are near sold out, but not yet. So, mm-hmm. What's the weather like in, in December and February in the Holy Land? You know, in February, I can tell you that the weather is just like here in Orange County. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. About 65. Perfect. If you walked outside in Tel Aviv, you would think you were here because okay. it's just wonderful. Except for last February, when we had a cold, <laughs> we had a cold snap here. We had a cold snap there. It was colder here in Orange County than it was there in Tel Aviv, but, but it, it was still cold. cold. It was, yeah. yeah. So, you know, and people are always asking me on the phone, is it going to be cold? And I always say, it totally depends. Where do you live? Minnesota. It'll be balmy. Florida. You're going to freeze. You're going to yeah. freeze. <laughs> <laughs> because it's totally relative True. to where you live. Yeah. And we have people from all over the country come. So it's just, it's great. We have our Fatima to Lourdes pilgrimage sold out pretty quick. and we But we do have another one coming up next year that hasn't sold out yet. It will, but not yet. Next year we have four pilgrimages to Oberammergau, uh-huh. the Passion Play in Germany. Right. And then we also have the Holy Land and the Camino. And it's just phenomenal. So you always want to go to, if you go to dynamiccatholic.com slash pilgrimages, you can see what we have coming up. 2021 will be announced, hopefully, by the beginning of the year. Okay. Yeah. So right now you've got a couple that are going to the Holy Land that still have slots available. Yes. And but the ones that are coming up that you're, you're ready to go on, are you, you're going on one coming up soon? Yes. You personally? Yes. What's that one? Fatima to Lourdes. Okay. Uh-huh. So that's the one that also has the Camino walk for the... No, Camino's no. totally separate. So, okay. So yeah. what's what's this one about? This one, this one sold out, right? This one is sold out. Safe to talk about that. Let's go ahead. And okay. Talk about What's this one about? We start in Lisbon, then we'll go to Fatima and spend a few nights there. Then we're going to go through Fat, um, Spain, Avila and Salamanca, and do all of the stops along the way, and we end it with a few nights in Lourdes, which is 
phenomenal. Okay, so for and this is where we were talking earlier about seeing all the people from around the world all doing the rosary. Oh, yes. Anybody who's ever seen, uh, then it was Father Robert Barron, but now it's yes. Bishop Robert uh-huh. Barron. Uh, the introduction to his each one of those ten CDs right. or DVDs uh-huh. he did. There's this line of people that are trying to get into the Pilgrim Center, and it looks like they're. That's where you're talking about. You're going to Lords. Is it crowded? Is it a madhouse? I mean, is it horrible to, to no. go? Is it like going to the beach in August? No, with, it's, with it's your- beautiful. Um, as, as a matter of fact, we get to stay in the hotel that was started by Bernadette's nephew. And so it's right across the way from the gate, St. Joseph's Gate, to get into the shrine. Okay. So to go from the front door of the hotel into the shrine would, would take you about three minutes, okay. a three-minute walk. Even those of us who are... I'm talking about me. ...ambulatory yeah. impaired can, can do this. <laughs> yeah, okay. even even me. So it's very close, and you're surrounded by people who are pretty prayerful. You know, you always yeah. get tourists here and there, and they're just looking, but... Most of the people around there are holding rosary beads and they're praying and they're very glad to be there. They're Good very, people. They're spiritually glad to be yes. there. They're not just touristy glad to be there. But Most. there's a little touristy involved too. Always. Because you're yes. always fascinated by the history of what's going on. Right, right. I personally would love to go on something like that. I want to get into the Italy one though. You've been on that one before. Quite a few times. Yes. So, and you're the one who puts this together. Actually, it's it's a genius schedule, so it's Matthew who puts it together. Okay. So he puts this this schedule together, and so we start in Rome. We always get to go to the big Papua audience on Wednesday. How long do you stay in Rome? How many days? Uh, It it ends up being like five days in Rome, five days in Assisi. Okay, so you're in Rome, and every day has things that you're doing as a group. Yes. All right, so what kinds of things do you do as a group in Rome? We go to the basilicas. We go. We take um, a tour of the Vatican. We take a, a tour of the Sistine Chapel. So I've been studying it here because yeah. it's usually kind of. For crowded. those of you who who don't know, you've been under a rock somewhere. We've got yes the Sistine Chapel replica, life size replica here at the cathedral in uh, the uh, in the display section of a major building that we've got over here. And it's set up so you can actually get up close to it. Normally in the Sistine Chapel, you're down below 30, 60 feet from, from where Michelangelo had been painting. Right. Uh-huh. Here you can go right up and look at the rep, the, this photographic replica of it all and see the details, see the swirls. That's really cool here. But you get to go see it for real and it's a different experience because it was designed for that building. Yes. So like a, a good organ is designed for a church. Absolutely. So it resonates right. His ceiling was designed for that building because it's not just the ceiling. It's everything around as well. Such a genius, such an artistic genius. It's really beautiful. But I've gone to this one here in the cultural center a few times already, and I'm going to go back at least 15 more times. So (laughs) by the next time I walk into the Sistine Chapel, I'll have an even better understanding of each of the panels. Come in and take a look at that here. But back to your trip, what else do you see in Rome? Well, we, we do get to have um, that big Wednesday audience with the Pope. Okay. And uh, the guides that we have are phenomenal. They're just great. I know. I, I keep using that word. But, but they're good. But they're great. Yeah. They're great. For example, one of our guides, his um, uncle is a cardinal. So he's always getting great seats. And he, he's always... <laughs> he at least knows where to go. Uh, he knows where to go. Yeah, he's Italian. So, <laughs> so, But our people always end up 
like along the sides. They can sit in the front if they would like, but they tell them, if you sit along the sides, this is where the Pope is going to go through on his Pope mobile. And sure enough, they get, they're like two feet away from him. And (laughs) they'll say, oh my goodness, now I can go home. And I'm thinking, no, it hasn't even started. That was great. But wait till you see the rest of the stuff. So there's so much history in Rome. So many. Oh my goodness. And, and then after the, the awesomeness and, you know, the treasures of Rome, which, you know, we just get to scrape the very top. We go to Assisi and Assisi is so peaceful and so warm and so fantastic. Yeah. Now I understand why people say, I love Assisi. I've been there a few times now, but we get to stay in Assisi. So you walk out the door, you look out your window. It's a picture. Wow. It's full. You can feel the peace. You also do the, you're, you're, you've been involved with the Holy Land tour. Yes. That's the ones that are coming up in December, yes. February. Uh-huh. What's the most, the most awesome thing that happens during that time. If you had to pick just one. Just one? That's difficult. But I would definitely say doing the way of the cross and ending in the Holy Sepulchre with Mass. I mean, because we are on the way of the cross. It's very emotional. We go very early in the morning before the crowds are out there in the markets. And we are usually the first Mass in the Holy Sepulchre. So we were there when it was closed for three days. Yeah. Remember, they shut the doors of the Holy Sepulchre, and and, um, our scheduled Mass was the next day. And praise the Lord, they opened. And so our schedule wasn't moved at all. We got to do the Way of the Cross. We were on the news because (laughs) it was the first group that walked in after, you know, had been barricaded. And we had a candlelight procession in there, and it was just incredible. It's incredible to be there. For people who want more information on Dynamic Catholic, whether it's some of the free material or some of the books, or if they're interested in a pilgrimage, where would they go? They would go to dynamiccatholic.com. D-Y. D-Y, yeah. So there's two C's, dynamiccatholic.com. Yeah. Dynamic Catholic with two C's. And they can log in there, and they'll find all sorts of things to get involved with. Yes. Oh, I almost forgot. Best land ever. Best Advent ever. Sign up for that now. Those are phenomenal programs, again, free. But Best Lent ever, Best Advent ever also brings people back into the church. Best Lent ever, Best Advent ever. Okay. Phenomenal. Oh, I use that word again. Because <laughs> it is. Evelyn, I want to thank you for being with us and for thank sharing so, so much. much about what Dynamic Catholic is all about. Would you be so kind as to lead us in a word of prayer? Yes. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Lord, thank you for your generosity. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for blessing us every single day. Please take care of all of those in need. Glory be to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And again, Evelyn Garcia, I want to thank you very much for coming in. Evelyn has been with Dynamic Catholic. How long have you been working here in the diocese in this office? Because we've not been open all that long. It's only been a few years. Yeah. I came here when it first opened like five and a half years ago. So okay. so. so you've been involved with the diocese that long. Bishop Van likes you. Everyone else likes you. you got programs here in the diocese. You've got programs in other dioceses. And people can get a hold of you through DynamicCatholic.com. Yeah, if they ask for California, I'm the only one here. <laughs> <laughs> You'll answer the phone. <laughs> 
You're listening to Orange County Catholic Radio. If you would like to share this with someone else, you can always go to our website and download it as a podcast at occatholic.com, and you can find the radio tab, and it will take you to several different radio programs that we do here in the studios, including Orange County Catholic Radio, of which I'm Rick Howick, your host, and we will see you again next week.